We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back here on the Lucky Lucky Podcast. Uh, 300-pound defensive tackle from Riverview, Sean Sibiliano. Riverview High School out of Clearwater, Florida. He has a decision to make tomorrow. Most people think he's going to commit to Notre Dame. The question asked by Anthony so- David Solomon. We'll get to it. And then I'll have Malik watch his film and give you an answer. Before that, Adam Silver, commissioner of the NBA. He met with the media, as he does before game one of the NBA finals each and every year, and he was asked about John Barrett. And I quote, we've uncovered a fair amount of additional information. We probably could have brought it to the head now, but we've made the decision that it would be unfair to the players and the teams to announce that decision in the middle of this series. That dude's gone for a year left. What other addition? For, for dude, and look, this is the league, bro. This is the league, bro. When they tell they like the feds. When they tell you they got something, <laughs> they got something left. What they, they I don't do, I don't know what it is. I hope and I pray. that this young man has not allowed himself to be caught up and connected in any way, shape, or form with criminal activities because of the people around him. I do not need him to be a young thug at the NBA. I don't need that. I don't need affiliation dragging this young man down. And I will say this. More than likely, the first time they met with him, they probably had the information. But if it was that bad, it would have been like the the, the um, like it would be police, so it'd be like news and regular news, right? For him to say it would be unfair to announce it, it would be unfair to the players and the coaches in the finals to announce what we found and the actions that were going to take place, that means the announcement would supersede that it would be a bigger story than the NBA Finals, bro. 
That's 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 correct. He is saying if I made the announcement now, it could it, 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 final. Hey, bro. Unless, unless oh. you banning somebody for life or something, it can't because this battle's a good battle. There's a lot of storylines. <laughs> a year suspension? That's pretty huge, bro. But they gotta say something. It has to be bigger than that because Denver's never won a championship or been there before. So I feel like that's a huge storyline. I think you're missing the fact that there's no true there's no true megastar yeah. in the finals. See that's yeah. and John Morant as a star is bigger than the than, stars on 18. Yes. Sure. From my optics, I guess. Yes, that's that's the story. You would have dudes running out if he said something in the middle of the press conference today. Media people would have gotten up and ran out of the media room to start researching and finding out <laughs> and writing stories. You know, you but know that would have happened. You would last. It'd probably be a two or three day news cycle. It wouldn't because you know the finals would probably be at least a two weeks, a week and a half. At the okay, shortest. let me tell you something. I guarantee you this. He didn't even say anything. Just the mention of it, I guarantee you, it's in the A block of every sports show tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be in the A block. And he didn't even say anything. Oh, you talking about t- tomorrow? Like just in general? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they'll yeah, talk they're about. They'll talk about the game. They'll talk about it. They'll talk. Man, Molly is going to be like, let's talk about game one. What are your thoughts? Right, right. Game one. All right, gentlemen. All right, gentlemen. It's time to move on. And we go to Memphis where John Morant, dude, I'm telling you, it's going to be A block. It's going to be A block. It's crazy. It's going to be A block. Easily A block, bro. Easily. They go depending on how this game go. They definitely gonna mention the game briefly, depending Man. on how let the this, game. Hey, go. don't let this game be a blowout. Oh yeah, they I might, promise they you. They might jump. They might jump. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, without question. Oh, without, they... without question. Without question. Without question. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So, as we said, 300 pound defensive tackle, Riverview High School out of Florida, home of the late great Lewis Nix. And David Solomon had a question for you, Left. Sean Civiliano commits tomorrow. Are we getting Lewis Nix or are we getting Jameson Franklin? By the way, Franklin. Uh, shout out to him and everything that his family's gone through with his mom. That's the guy I do, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to him. Respect to him. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you a chance to check out his film left and you tell me. You know, you said you want the big dudes up front left and, yo, big man from Florida. Hold on, go to uh, Q Expanded. He definitely moves side to side pretty quick. Definitely pretty quick. He like one of those athletic big dudes that can play basketball. He has unusual good handles for a big dude. Like how you, like your your hand eye coordination is is a. You you got skinny dude, hand-eye coordination, but you just a heavy set dude. You know how some of them Samoans are built like three, three hundred pound plus. Yeah. yeah. And like, but I don't eat much. <laughs> it's just cause he just he just big like that. And I think uh for him to be as coordinated as he is, um, you know, that's something that you like to see, especially moving laterally on the D line knowing how we like to do all the stunts and flips and blitzes and things we like to do there. Uh, maybe not the most uh, impactful on the point of attack, mm. but in terms of shedding blocks and, and moving gaps, it definitely fits into what the scheme of what we're trying to do is. But if you're just saying straight two gapping guys, I don't think that's his game. I think he's more of a run stopper. Uh, who's great with his hands and playing in the gaps. What was it just monster Jalen Carter? I'm a bull rush you with one arm and then sack the quarterback with other. I don't think he's that. Um, but he is will be a good compliment to um what we're doing on defense as a piece of the defense. There you go. Sean Civiliano makes his decision tomorrow. Florida like schools won. Type of guy, bro. Man, Kurt Heinrich turned out to be a pretty good Notre Dame player, bro. Yeah. He's pretty productive. So, depth to get him in the class, cool. To get him in the class along with Justice Scott, now. Yeah. Now, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Lucky Nephew Podcast, so he makes his decision on tomorrow, and more than likely, in my opinion, I think 
the fight Irish sit pretty good, sit pretty well with the young man. Before we go any further, uh, wild out question, can high speed, in your opinion, how much did the ending of the 2023 recruiting cycle change the perception of Notre Dame for 2024 recruits? Um, it just depends on how we win in the season and what recruits are making an impact in that season. Um, I think our recruiting Super Bowl this year is the Ohio State game. Last year was the Clemson game. We're going there and Molly Wap on a, a, an Ohio State. I, think, I just think that um, uh, insulates or re-insulates the buffer around the transition of what Marcus is doing in the recruiting game. We were top 10 in the poll I saw. We were like number eight for recruiting, but beating a, a team that's above you in recruiting in the season, I think stands and bodes well for your recruiting the next year, how it turns over, because that's a great piece yeah. to point to and say, this is the future. We whooping up on them boys with our young guys that we recruited in the class before. Like, I think Carnell Tate was sold once he saw the freshman – Ibaka, number 10, Ohio State, make all those plays as a true freshman. He was like, oh, whoa. They're applying what they're saying in recruiting as a Notre Dame. Yeah. Bias took his helmet out on the field. Action, speak louder than words. So you can talk to kids about your vision and turning things around, but going out there and doing it is is an entirely different thing. I'm sure uh, the reference – it's probably to what took place with Pay. Look, you know, look, uh, Peyton Bourne's a flat out liar. He's a pathological liar. Oh, they called him a pathological pathological liar. I have no respect for anyone that sits up the night before on the video call with the rest of the recruits, acting as if everything is cool, and the whole time you're still talking with two other schools. You and your dad. No respect for that. I can't even put that on Notre Dame. That's just a flat-out dastardly, lack of integrity. Unfortunately, that's the the integrity that's leading that young man and his brother at this point. From a parenting standpoint. You know, so it is what it is. And I don't want to hear anything. Well, man, he's a kid. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Because there's a lot of things that my parents told me when I was a kid that I flat out told them. Like, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I'm talking about at 15, 16, 17. He had the opportunity to say, man, I don't know. That's not how I want to come across. I don't think that's cool. So it is what it is. It is what it is. And, and, you know, coaches do act. And, and when I when coaches act like donkeys, I call them donkeys. Is it funkies or is it donkeys? I Man. <laughs> you call them donkeys, jack A's, whatever you want to call them. When they act like that, that's what I call them. Because it's not a matter of age or anything else. That's integrity, man. That's integrity. I mean, 
to an extent, you know. That's it, that's it bro. Everybody I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear that because you had, you had every moment when you woke up the next morning when you knew you were walking into that restaurant and picking up another hat to text or call Notre Dame and say, I've changed my mind. Well, you know how some people get cold feet the night before the wedding and and, and leave out. Girls do it all the time. <laughs> how? Because think about it, though. How many times have you seen the videos of the dude set up the nice proposal? I mean, got him on the, the United Center Jumbotron, got the question popped up. Everybody's looking, and she be like, no, nah, I'm good. If you were at State, that's funny you say that. If you were at Staples, if you were at Staples and they did that whole kiss camera thing with you and, the, uh, and, the, and, the, and your lady, do you, do you, well, how do you think she would play? No, sure. We'll get on the kiss camera for sure. For sure. My, my wife would play me. I already know it. I already know it. I already know it. I already know it, bro. I already know my wife would do something silly, bro. She would do something silly because she plays like that. She would play. She would play like she didn't know me or something. Ah. That's just how she is, bro. She's silly like that. That's man. funny though, know, but I'll be like, bro, oh, that's how she is, and she would think it was the most hilarious thing in the world. Be cracking up, you be like for real. <laughs> she would think it was the most hilarious thing in the world, and oh, I would be sitting there like for real. <laughs> Yeah, you gotta, you gotta eat it. You just sit there like you're for real. You gonna do that's this. what we doing? <laughs> oh my god! Man. Like she'll play into it the whole night. <laughs> like you like, all right, cool. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I I think from a recruiting standpoint, for me, more than the Peyton Bowen thing, the Keon Keeley thing, being nine and four. Losing to Marshall, losing to Stanford, and then getting blasted on the road against USC—that hurt more than anything. Young. You know, it don't help with a Richard Young and Keon Keeley. Uh, no, our guy ended up. We ended up going Georgia, Samuel and Pimba. Yeah. So, dang, all of that hurts. Georgia too, huh? Yeah, you'll probably see him coming off the edge week two or three. <laughs> dang. Yeah. 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 It's a nice replacement for a Nolan Smith. I tell you yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I had to reload, I guess. Yeah. We got Jalen Sneed, so we're good. Yes, we do. Yes, we do, Fight Irish fans. We got Jalen Sneed, Nolan Ziegler. We got Jay Nosberry. We got Drake Bowen. Oh, we got some dudes. Yeah, what I'm saying. We, we got, got some dudes just, coming. We got to just put it on, on the tape, and we're there. Hmm. Before we get out of here, left, do you remember your, you know, as I said before, we're doing a primetime show tonight because I had the pleasure of uh, going to my, my niece's, my wife's niece, well, which is my niece, um, eighth grade graduation left. And it was a pinning ceremony and an award ceremony. And then the graduation is tomorrow. Mm. And I was confused. 
I'm like, wait a minute. I don't even remember my eighth grade graduation. I was trying all day to remember how my eighth grade graduation went. And I'm like, I cannot remember, bro. I don't know what we did. <laughs> I'm like, that's, that's a big, that's a big graduation. You know, they, they start doing uh fifth grade graduations. Yes. I heard about that. Now, what is that? That's not no graduation. That's because junior high school was like sixth grade, right? In I mean, some right, states. You just go, it's, it's preschool. You yes. got kindergarten graduation. Right, right. Next graduation is eighth grade. Facts. What's this fifth grade nonsense? Facts. You don't even change. Uh, uh, well, I went to a school. I went to a school that was K through three. So I had a third grade graduation. And then I went to a school that went up to eighth grade. Man, I, I don't know. Maybe I, I thought it was odd because I'm like, what are we celebrating? You you don't even change. Your voice don't change. You don't get no taller. Fifth and sixth grade, you probably stay the same until eighth grade. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I bro, I just don't know. I just don't know. I had no recollection at all of my eighth grade graduation, and it, it upset me for about an hour today. Really? I was, I was sitting at the table, like, talking to my wife, like, I cannot remember where my graduation was. Like, yo, I'm like, I'm really bugging. Like, I'm just wondering. And, and I asked my wife, and my wife said she was struggling. And then we tried to collectively remember my daughter's eighth grade graduation. I did know the venue, but my wife was like, what does she wear? And I'm like, you're asking the wrong person now. I have no clue what she wore. So that's crazy within itself. Lucky Lucky Podcast. Newcomer of the year. Newcomer of the year. Early newcomer of the year for Notre Dame. As we talk early returns right here on the Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Lock in with us. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast, home of the misguided passion. You already know we spin it different. Give me a newcomer, and you can't choose Sam Harper. Come on, dog. No, it would probably be uh, you know, Nolan Ziegler. I think he'll have an impact uh, more than what we would expect going into this season. I think he just fits well, and it's one of those like you don't expect much. But whatever he does over the expectation is going to be big. So I'm not thinking he's going to go out there and be a Brian Erlacher, but I'm not expecting the same level right now like I would from a Jalen Sneed. So if he achieves above those expectations, I mean, he's off and running. I think he's going to have a good career here. Mm. Now that's probably on the lower tier of, of impact players, you know, next to the Jason Anyes and uh, the the – the guys that we've heard about a lot in camp, but I just think throughout the season, you know, injuries and guys move up and down on the chart. I think he's going to play a major part for the mm -hmm. team when it matters. I can see something along those lines. I'm going to go and take a step out and say Jadarian Price is newcomer early. I think he gets a shot early. We just got the Penn State running back, though. Uh, I think Jadarian is going to get a look before him. I like man. I left. You know what? You know what? 
you just said this, and I know you would do justice to it. So I'm going to let you go ahead and break down this film. He is, uh, he looks like the four star. Looks like he is, we should probably get him on the show, love. Oh, the transfer on the back? Yeah, Devin Ford. Devin Ford. Now, would you like to look at his Penn State film or would you like to look at his high school film? Oh, he probably didn't play at Penn State, huh? No, he had a few good runs. Come on, if he transferred, he probably didn't play too much. He had a few good runs, bro. He had a few good runs. I think we can uh, pull it up. He was no one running back out of high school. Well, the, the Penn State running back they got over there now, the freshman, he's not. Oh, no, the top two running backs they have right now. Oh, they got another guy? Oh, the two running backs they have right now are ridiculous, bro. The one from the one the freshman from last year, he was nice. Though they both were freshmen last year. Oh, for they real? Top, yeah, the top two running backs were both freshmen last year. Yeah, this is Devin Ford right here. That was like his freshman year. He took that the distance in one of the early games. I like his feet. That's the first thing I noticed when I looked at his highlights. He has good feet. Yeah, we haven't had a, a real uh, skill position transfer. Does he remind you of Theo a little bit? Definitely a guy we haven't had in a long time. You know, we've been converting other positions into running backs, but to get like a running back, running back, that's not like a rest in peace to a George Atkinson where he's literally, you know, he can only run straight he <laughs> side to side really fast. And then you got a Sierra who can run straight and he's a one cut guy. Then you got Theo who was not fast, but he can be all quick. This kid is usually all around. Running back, sort of what I think Judarian would be like this season is sort of what I'm like what I'm watching. Uh -huh. But you can see Dina McCullen is getting a different type of running back. Um uh different than the Kyron. You know, Kyron was more of a uh underdog in the sense this kid is is more on the front street of, of running backs that are more the new generation can run inside and outside the tackles, a great compliment to a power back in Aldrich Estimate. And, you know, something that I think would be refreshing to see in the backfield of a mm -hmm. running back that's really not a one guy, a one job guy or undersized running back. I'm tired of seeing that too. We, not that uh, Kyron wasn't a great force, but he's yeah. technically undersized as a running back compared yeah. to monsters they're pulling out of the SEC and at Ohio State and even Michigan. Hell, yeah. Michigan is pretty – big solid running back so for us to have a guy that fits more that mold of a you know he looked like the the part instead of you know putting guys back there like is he a running back and then he does something good like a chris tyree so we're, we're getting sizable guys even when we were recruiting uh deuce deuce right or deuce knight six five okay that looks good on did the you say did you see the picture he took with uh with cam this weekend Oh, I didn't see it. He took a picture next to Cam Newton. I was like, good Lord. That's what I'm saying. That, when's the last time we done recruit some soccer? <laughs> like, like, he's legit. 6'5", bro. Yeah. Legit. 
Because look at look at uh look at Sam Hartman. He's puny. Drew puny. Ian puny. So to get a six five, <laughs> it just make the room look a little bit okay. We got some. Yeah. Well, we we becoming a threat, you know, yeah. from a from an intimidation factor. This kid is gonna fit right into that for us. I think in that running back room is just gonna be electric. Uh, we we know we can produce great production out of that room, but I think it's a great compliment to Aldrick losing to Logan Diggs. In my opinion, I wouldn't say it's upgraded, but it's a healthier addition than what Logan was adding to the running back room, even with a Jadarian Price coming off of injury. So. To have two healthy guys for sure and one working, I think we're in the right position. Yeah, you were talking about Nicholas Singleton, who was the uh, heralded running back freshman that went to Penn State that ran for over 1,000. But his freshman backup, Kavion Allen, also ran for like 897 yards left. So they had two true freshmen running backs. That That's why Devin Ford bounced. Oh, like, that's, that's why he bounced. Because the carries, they were short. Carries was a little short, bro. But hell, you coming over there? Carries are short. Do the ski. Back of the milk carton, bro. Short. But how Listen, many carries would you expect him to get going to a school that is trying to pass more? I'm. A, I'll tell you. I think coaches and offenses are going to be scared away from running the ball because of these new clock rules. Yeah. Brian Kelly's gonna have to have find an interesting way to win because he can't play keep away when you got the. I, I think the new clock rules are really going to impact some offensive coordinators that don't understand how to continue being balanced, right? Because you run for a first down, the clock's not stopping. Yeah, you work against the clock. You got to have plays and schemes different. Right. So now the value. We damn near can't go in the game saying we're just going to run the ball and play keep away all day. Right. Team that's scoring a lot because no, hell no, we got to have a shootout. Yeah. We got to go down the field. We got to call some vertical plays. Yeah. Just nickel and dime, nickel and dime, have 42 minutes of offense and 10 points at the end of the day because we'll lose. Do the run out of time. Shit, we're going to run out of time. Yeah. Man, crying belly. That's funny. He said, growing up is realizing Reese was a better recruiter than Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame. Please name me the big time recruit Tommy Reese got to Notre Dame. Brendan Clark. <laughs> CJ Carr is about it. That's it. As far as quarterbacks, I can't even, man, don't talk to me about Tommy Reese and recruiting. Just don't. Just don't. His main objective was to recruit and develop the quarterbacks. He didn't. That's it. And Jelly. Shit. You can say what you want to say. He didn't. Lupine. 
Ben Skoranek. Tommy Reese did not recruit Cam Williams. Stop. Ben Skoranek. That's a, see, that's how you get lies. Cam was Stucky. C.J. Carr was Tommy Reese. That's it. And Tommy Reese couldn't close the, the deal with Dante Moore. That's a subtraction. That's a huge subtraction. So let's let's be real. Let's be real. Please, let's be real. And he's the lead recruiter for Chicago, and Chicago and Notre Dame's relationship is absolutely horrible right now. <laughs> so we, dude. We we can stop, man. We stop. Stop being a Tommy Reese apologist, man. Talk about where he hired Stucky. Stop. Just stop. Be better. Just stop. Just stop. He's such a great recruiter that he had to come back and get Tyler Buckner. Come on. Stop. Stop. Dylan McCullough is a Marcus Freeman hire. Did you know that? Mike Mickens is a Marcus Freeman hire. Mike Mickens is the best recruiter on this staff, in my opinion. We can do this all day. Man, stop juggling Tommy Reese's. Uh... <laughs> stop, man. He's a grown man. He has an agent to make himself look better. You don't have to, yeah, you don't have to sit up here and lie for him and make things up. You don't have to do that. You, you don't have to do that. He couldn't. He he. His player first. He went from recruits. Now he's going to coaches. That's when you know someone's lost the argument. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude, now we're going to coaches. I love you too, my brother. I love you too. Lucky Lefty Podcast. And I don't have any hate for Tommy Reese. Well, I just don't like certain things that happened while he was here. But defensive newcomer of the year. That means not so much it's like first time starting, but really stepping into to the light. It should be either Riley Mills or Jordan Patello. One of D linemen got to be newcomer of the year if we want to set. I the like, team. I like, I like Patello. I like Patello. Jason Onye is a great candidate. Yeah, but you know you can't be. It's like you can't be a newcomer and the best player either. I would just like those two to be different players. Mm. Already have a best player, and then the newcomer be a really good player too. That he highlighted the best player as well. Yeah, I look like Jason Oni. He's got to be the staple, the lead horse. He can become a staple if he becomes a staple. That's a really that's a really good thing for Notre Dame's defense. Yeah, if he becomes a staple in the middle of that defense. That's right, because I like our secondary. The linebackers gonna be good. Supporting players, but the D line has got to start with them. Christian Gray. He's pretty good. Okay. That's okay. Young Buck getting in there in the rotation. Christian Gray. He's going to sneak into that rotation. Uh, he's going to get the same opportunity Jay Mickey got. I think he's better equipped 
But you look at the receivers he had to play against his senior year. No, yeah. All big time receivers. He, he yeah. 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 I can see him matching up with Carnell September 23rd. I can see that. Christian Gray had a scope, man. Christian Gray is not like hurt, hurt. They had a scope. His knee is fine. He's probably ready to go right now. There's nothing detrimental going on with Christian Gray. Let's see. Gabriel Rubio. Thank you, Jason Smith. That Gabriel Rubio could be someone that really jumps up on that defensive line. Playing that two technique and kind of playing that nose. And we'll be taking too many double teams. So you can win the one-on-ones, you might have a chance. Hey man, I'm sorry, MW Jr. Are you just yes, I took a shot at the Jaguars. Yes. When we stepped up in the place to be. Yes. <laughs> yes. When we stepped up in the place to be. I'll say it to how yeah, I'll bring Howard Griffith on the pod. He knows. Well, let me take that back. Let me take that back. By the time I got to high school, the Julian football and athletic program had fallen apart. <laughs> when, when Howard was there, they ran Chicago. Okay. They took city like every year. So I will not lie when I bring Howard on here again. I will tell him they ran it while he was there. But then when I got there, they were trash. Mm. They were trash athletically. I'm just saying. Things have changed. I love you, MWJ. Appreciate you. Uh, Let's see. I think that's a pretty good candidate. Did you want to throw anybody else in there? I know, Lou. I know your guy. Look. Will I have to say my guy's name, or will you have a wide receiver as a newcomer? I want to hold all reservations for newcomer wide receiver to that until I see something, something pop for me. I'm going to hold all reservations for receivers because it's too much margin of of we can be really trash and bomb out, and, and then we can be really good. Sam Harmon mess around and put himself in the third third round, second round draft. So basically, I'm gonna see, I'll sit up here and say flipping Charlie Jones for the first three, four weeks. <laughs> Like flipping Charlie Jones, bro. Somebody's going to pop. I don't know who. I don't even can't even tell you. Somebody. I don't even think they know. Oh, man. Shout out to our unk, man. He got his crib. You think did up. So now, at first, when they ripped him off, when they ripped unk off out there in L.A., I thought maybe, yo, Is the person he was having a little issue with. Now I think Skip might have set him up, Lev. I think Skip might have had the people go over there and steal his stuff, bro. Skip is mad that he's about to walk away with a nice little settlement and leave the show. But you don't get paid a settlement on a buyout, do you? 
I mean, no, 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 no. If he has a contract and he decides to walk away, he is in breach of that contract. If he walks away. If he has a grievance that he can prove, which if he has good lawyers, I'm sure he can have he has a grievance that he can prove. They would have to buy him out of his contract because all parties want to sever the relationship. So you don't think it's the company doing it. You think it's him forcing the hand of the company. Oh, man, as soon as they had that blow up, I knew he was done. Really? And simultaneously, Club Shay Shay is blowing up. But that's through Fox, though. It is. It was through Fox. It is. I think he went and got his own distribution, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. So he can keep the show, but it's under something else? Well, if they never renewed the podcast after the two years, if he had a two-year deal for distribution under Fox, after that two years, he was open to go find his own distribution. And basically, it was his. He owns 100% of it, which he said multiple times on the podcast. He owns 100% of the podcast. So, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it's unfortunate, but it's good things come to an end. I just wonder if they're going to keep a debate show on Fox, you know. Hey, man, your boy Skip is running out of peoples. He ain't running out of people. There ain't that many people that do debate sports shows that's worth watching. Well, who is oh, Man, I have no clue who he's going to bring on now. Didn't technically he put Stephen A on? Facts. And, and, he, and he found Shannon pretty much. Chance. So, I mean, you know, he doing that. I'm sure Skip can find a good counterpart. He just old, so I'm just thinking from a age standpoint, it's a good time for him to probably exit. But he's, you know, he in good shape. Yo, have you seen the episode uh, with Neo and Club Shay Shay? <laughs> no, I haven't. Is it pretty good? Yo, so... The story about Lucky Day. Lucky Day was an artist that he had in his writing camp. And Lucky Day stayed at his crib for a weekend when Neo went to do a couple of tour dates. And Neo said, stay in my crib, chill, man, refrigerator, everything, man, just enjoy yourself. Neo came back that Monday morning to find this cat Lucky Day in his bed with a couple of shorts. <laughs> left, left, not in the guest room. <laughs> not in the guest room, left. In his bed. See? So you know Lucky Day was lying, right? He, he was using Neo's name. Yeah, this is my boy Neo Crib. You know. Bro, Neo said he had six bedrooms and this man just had to use. And it's funny because he got rid of them and Lucky Day ended up blowing up, yeah. you know, a couple of years later. You know, but that's just crazy how things happen, bro. It's the, it's the, it's the sheets. The sheets make a difference. You got six rooms. It's, 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 it's the thread count, bro. It's the thread count. I'm telling you, it makes a total difference. It's like, yeah, I get it. The six rooms, six beds, but them sheets on yours? That's the thread count. Delete. I can't get over that. It's like, it's no bed with the, without them sheets. 
the, the thread count adds to the experience, bro. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yo, I remember the first time my cousin, as we get ready to get out of here, my cousin was 15 and his parents bought him a waterbed left. And I was like, why in the world would you want to sleep in a waterbed, bro, as a teenager? I'll just leave it at that. I'll just leave it at that. I don't even want to get into the story. Let's just just know that my cousin is a wild boy. He's a wild boy because I would not have had the nerve to ask my parents for a waterbed, bro. You know what time it is. It's time to get petty. Oh, we did a good job executing. Are you upset with something? And fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Yo, we appreciate everybody that joined us today. That's right. Yo, we know the first quarter, second quarter. Now my boy is getting it in that double digit lead. That this is John Morant's gonna be in the A block tomorrow. Left. This this is about this is gonna be done, and John Morant's gonna be in the A block. Yeah, not by half, not by half, but it's gonna end up double digits, and John Morant's gonna be in that A block. Lucky left. We lead the segment. Lucky Lefty Podcast. I started to put Lucky Day on on the yeah on the petty train for that story, bro. But he had an even greater story. How Beyonce threw him out of the session for irreplaceable. Really? Yeah, he said he tried to give a vocal tip, and she basically told him you, you could go. To her? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of those dudes that failed so much he failed upwards, and now it's like, man, I remember this dude was a jerk. Now he just made it, you know. And he said, you know, he was just doing what he normally does for artists, and he didn't realize like he was in there with her, and he tried to give a tip, and you know, he said he left, and he came back an hour later, and the song was done. Ab lives and all. He was like, he was like, dude, it was incredible. The fact that she finished that song with everything in an hour. He was like, and that's what I knew. Like, anytime I send her something, there's no need for me to show up to the studio. She, she's got it. See, that's crazy. That's 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 pretty cool because, you know, thinking of a song, I'm sure just in general, is pretty hard. And then to knock it out and say you finished it when yeah. music is really never complete, right? You can never yeah. say you completed, but to yeah. do that is cool. Hey, man, I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put um, John Morant on the uh, waiting list for the Petty Train because whenever they make this announcement, he's going on there. He's going on there and he's going to be on there as long as this suspension is. However long he's suspended, that's how long he's going to be on the Petty Train. Just absolutely foolishness. Just stupid. 
I don't know what else to say. Enjoy the NBA Finals. Enjoy the NHL uh, Stanley Cup Final. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back tomorrow for the Culture Friday, 21st anniversary of The Wire. 21st anniversary of The Wire. I've been retweeting scenes on my social media page all day. We'll talk about that and other things right here on the Lucky Luffy Podcast. Enjoy the finals, game one. Thank you for joining us, man. Make sure you spend it different.